All right, welcome everyone to another First Principles episode. This is going to be a fun one. There aren't really any first principles for this one because the topic we're going to be talking about today is about mnemonics and mnemonics don't really rely on any first principles. They rely on sheer brute force memory and sometimes they don't make any fucking sense as we'll find out today. So we've got some fun guests that are coming back with us today. Um, we've all passed our exams. Congratulations, everyone. You want to introduce yourself, Brosco, Josh and Mike? Yeah, well, I think you just did. Uh, but my, <laughs> my name is Brosco. <laughs> and this yeah. is Josh. And I'm Michael. Lovely. And we have Jason sitting in the background. So as I introduced earlier, this topic will be about mnemonics. And I guess the whole framework here today is I'll give you a few clinical headings that we can bounce off of. And if someone says a mnemonic that is, you know, jogs a bit of a memory that you have some other uh, a better mnemonic, then please jump in and say why your mnemonic is better. Or we can just keep going with that category until we exhaust our mnemonics. Sound fair? Sweet. Now, because it's my episode, and I always like to talk about the definition and etymology of words, so mnemonics. The definition of mnemonics, does anyone know? Anyhow, I, I only just found out two hours ago that mnemonics actually means the study and development of systems for improving and assisting memory. So it's not just, the, the, the word I thought mnemonics was, was acronyms. So using A, B, C, D, E or something. That's a form of a mnemonic, but the specific term for it is acronym. But there are different other types of mnemonics, such as acronyms. There's also songs and rhyme, like poetry, I guess. You can think of chunking, and the, there's a fifth one called memory palace. I'm not sure if anyone uses that here, but these are different types of mnemonics. Anyhow, so let's just move on. A bit of background there. Okay, so let's just bounce off from the first topic, which will be clinical skills, okay? And I'll start off. History taking, this is probably the first mnemonic in medicine I've learned, was Socrates, okay? But I use a different form, which is Socrates, not just Socrates, because S for sight, O for onset, C for character, R for radiation, A for associated symptoms, T for time, I for impact on life, E for exacerbating and alleviating, and S for severity. <laughs> Anyhow, so that's a popular one. Um, does anyone want to jump in? For history taking, I think for like the pediatric one. Yeah, there's um, binds. It's B-I-N-D-S. The B is for birth. So you ask questions about before the birth, during the birth, after the birth. Then the I is immunizations. The N is for nutrition, so their input and output. The D is for development if they're reaching milestones. And then the S is social history, so who's at home and so on. Lovely. Thank you. Does anyone have any more like Obskine, PZ related ones? Uh, is uh, the smock. Uh, S-M-O-C-C, so uh, S being sexual, uh, M being menstrual, O being obstetric, first C being contraception, and the other C being CST. I remember you telling me something about like nine Ps, Josh. Yes, do you I want to do that? So my sexual history, I use the nine Ps. The first three Ps are, um, the first one is preference. So male, women, non-specific. Um, then it's practices, anal, oral, vaginal. Um, and then the third one is protection. Do you use barrier contraceptives? The next three kind of revolve around infections. So two symptoms would be things like pus and pain and then past STIs. And then the final three is kind of like a risk assessment. So I have uh, plans for pregnancy, needs for protection in terms of emergency contraception and my last p is payment do you ever get paid for sex and then my s on the end of the nine p's <laughs> is for safety 
Yeah. Yeah. And the good thing about mnemonics is you don't have to use all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but you can but I actually think that's pretty good. Like having like maybe smock and then in the sexual history you can write like a three or four of those P's. Yeah, down there are a few P's. Like, well I actually do five P's. So just their preferences, male, female, their their practices, so oral, anal, vaginal, whatever it might be, uh, protection, so do they use condoms, presenting symptoms, so what symptoms do they have? So I throw all your pus and pain and everything just under one P. And then past STIs. That's yeah. enough for me. I only realized, yeah, um, I think last year I was like, oh, I'm not going to remember smock or binds, but then I had to come back to that this year because it was just a good framework to use. Um, in trauma, there's two that I use. There's ample and missed. So ample is allergies, medication, past medical, last time eat or drink, and E for uh, events of the issue, of the thing. And then missed would be mechanism, investigation, signs, and fuck it, I don't remember yeah, what missed is. Missed is mechanism, injuries. injuries, signs, and treatment. That's treatment, fine. yep, yep, sweet. I also do ample, yeah, I do ample T, and then the T is just tetanus, just check oh, that. Good, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, nice. And then for events, just to add that, so for the E, events, like just always remembering, like for any kind of trauma case, it's always appropriate to do before, during, and after. And just Yeah, nice. Okay. Jason just mentioned one. Um, waffle or waste is one that I've used for red flags or constitutional symptoms for cancer. And so if it's waste would be a weight change, A for appetite, S for sleep disturbance, uh, usually night sweats, T for changes in temperature, and E for energy, so like fatigue. Um, but waffle, W-A-F-L, is a very similar one. I reckon kind of coming off waste, which, you know, cancer presentations often come up in your GP stations. Yeah. And one to remember always for your GP stations would be the ice, which is a nice, easy one. Ideas, concerns, um, expectations. All right, so we moved on to communication. I put that into communication. So, Broska, you want to jump in? What did you have there? Yeah, I got some good ones. So, um, for explaining uh, prescriptions, so explaining medication prescriptions, mad cams. So not reads. Huh? <laughs> not oh, reads. Wow. <laughs> reads is for every Garbage. other one. Uh, I use uh, two a, two A's. So I go R R E A A D S. So R's the rationale for the drug. E's education on how to take it. So like it's an oral tablet, you take it every day. This is how long you'll be on it for. Uh, first A for allergies. Uh, second A that I do is appropriate baseline investigations. So for like a SSRI, that might mean doing like a mood questionnaire when you start it. So then you can do another one in three months time or do, doing a, a ECG um, because it causes QT prolongation or this or whatever it might be. And then D for drug-drug interactions and then S for side effects. And uh, you can throw in another S for safety net if you want to. So um, my one for prescribing drugs, MADCAMS. So M-A-D-C-A-M-S. So the first M is for like the mechanism of action of the drugs. A is administration, so how and when you take the drugs. And then D is duration, so is this something you're going to be taking for a few weeks? The C is so contraindication screen. The A is for the adverse effects. M is for monitoring, so uh, with different drugs you can like monitor like what their kidney function is, the pixaban, so on. And then S is just safety netting. Safety netting sometimes is just included in the like adverse effects because you're kind of describing it and telling them to look out for it. But yeah, so that's my one. That's I hate nice. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good. That's, that's God tier. God tier. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Does anyone use athletics? Athletics is No, shit. athletics uh, is garbage. Okay. We, we yeah. We'll put it in, athletics. but no one uses it. Yeah, supplementary information. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Anyway, I have another one. So um, this is for explaining diagnoses, um, and it's UMS RCP. 
So U M S and then R C P. The U is for understanding, M for mechanism, S is for signs and symptoms, R is for risk factors, C is for complications if untreated, and then P is for prognosis. So prognosis is pretty much like if it's like just mentioning if they have like diabetes or asthma or something that this is a chronic disease you're going to live with. We aim to treat rather than cure. I've got a similar one there. This is more so for like just learning a condition and which might help with, I guess, explaining the condition to the patient. Damp site. So D for D-A-M-P-S-I-T-E. D for definition, A for etiology, M for mechanism, P for pathophys, S for signs and symptoms, I for investigations, T for treatment, and the last E is like epidemiology, if you want to just throw that in. But that's like, that's like um, an RMO taught me this to be like, this is how you should explain a condition. If a consultant asks you, it'll be like, what is OA, osteoarthritis? So you're not just saying whatever's in your head, at least you have a structure to it. Any other communication things? We've heard of spikes, nurses. I think that's quite universal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I um, guess it's the star one. Did you, I, I heard about star. Oh, from like, I've heard um, of this, yep. For like non-farm management, for like quitting smoking, yeah, 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 um, and just counselling them. So, yeah, it's um S T A R S is like set a date. T is tell family and friends, yeah. so they can be supportive. A is anticipate challenges. So if they relapse, then to not be discouraged by that. And then R is to remove all tobacco products. And you can kind of use it for like alcohol mm. counselling as well. Like, kind of, kind of going off of the smoking counselling as well. Have you guys heard of the four D's for? Like your non-farm kind of advice. Very I've heard of the scary. five A's. Yeah, yeah, the very, five. Very phallic. Kind yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. Like that's yeah. kind of what I. That's what I go off of. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the four D's. It's basically your throwaway advice to like. Oh, I have people. heard of this. This is good yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, for people who are trying to quit smoking. So the four D's. The first D is delay time between cigarettes. Try deep breathing, drink water, and the final D is to do something else, like go for a walk. I guess while we're here, this is similar like in the history would be SNAP W. I used to just do SNAP, but then I always forgot about W. So S for smoking, N for nutrition, A for alcohol, P for physical activity, and W for weight. Um, Because I just always thought if you did physical activity and nutrition, you'd lose weight. But you have to make it so explicit because you need to take off that marks. And that's a good one to have because like I wrote that on pretty much every station because if you're ever like really struggling for advice to give a patient for your management, you can always advise them to stop smoking, reduce your alcohol, lose weight, increase your exercise and fix your diet. There's still one more for communication. For for PR PR Yeah, that's like literally the best one I've ever heard. That is the best one. Yeah, and I heard it from you, so you should you should. I actually, I actually, I did a bit of an addition to like the conventional PR brack. So this is for like consenting um, patients for procedures. So I think typically it's just yeah PR brack, and it's like procedure, rationale, benefits, risks, alternatives. Alternatives and then just consent and contraindications. The last I do a D, which is document. Contra- oh, it's nice. Yeah, I do. I do it ending in three C's, so it goes. Because um, so it goes. So it goes. Contraindications, concerns, and consent are the final three. Dude, it just. I just like if yeah, I have one, I just run with it. Yeah. This isn't a, a mnemonic, but um, I think when we were studying Aussies throughout the year, me and um, Cam Kaiser and, and Lewis Samp, and we were sort of, sort of trying to think about where you're going to be in a setting, and typically you're only really going to be in three places if you're taking a history when you're doing an OSCE. So he thought you'd either be in the ED, 
like on the ward or in a GP practice. Yeah. Um, so then we sort of just came up with mnemonics or stuff to write down on our page for that setting to remind us of the key stuff that we would want to talk about. So like for an ED setting, for example, every single time I do an ED station, um, I just write at the bottom of the page, I just go AAA, BBB, and then CDEFG. So it's like any medics, antibiotics, analgesia, bloods, breathing, so like oxygen, bladder, for like IDC, and then C for cannulas, D for DVT prophylaxis, E for uh, like enteral, like nil by mouth, F for fluids and G for glucose. And it's just something they'd scribble down on your page. So obviously you need to like know what you're talking about first, like talk about the condition. Um, but it was just something to be like a reminder to have a look down and be like, have I missed any of this stuff? Because that's the stuff that you want to mention in an ED setting. Like you have to know where you are. That's like your limitation of where you are. And then like your disposition as well from there. But that's something that we'd scribble down for every ED station. That's very nice, good. Actually. That's, that's very good. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Jason, did you want to jump in? What was your DFS? Purposes of OSCEs, anytime you finish management, you should always finish it off with DFS. So D stands for disposition, F for follow-up, and S for safety net. So depending on any setting, you just always think of either one of those three things are going to be applicable. Yeah, sweet. Um, this one probably links in with your... Um you, had, you said you were three settings, right? So ED is one, GP yeah. is another. Is so G, yeah, GP yeah. is another one. Yeah. So the so. one that we use for GP, uh, Lewis came up with, um, and it was snap fresh. So S was for screening. So that might be your classic screening stuff that you think about, like CSTs or mammograms or whatever, but it could also be like calculating their five-year cardiovascular risk, for example. N was the non-farm. So then that's just your classic smoking, alcohol, nutrition, physical activity. Uh, and then A was action plans. So like if someone, like if they need a GP management plan or if they can be eligible for like a team care arrangement or something. And then P was for pharmacological stuff. And then F for follow-up, R for referrals, E for inquiring, like any questions, S for safety net and H for handout. And that's Very just nice. what we'd scribble down on our GP ones to make Very sure that nice. we didn't miss anything. Yeah. It's comprehensive. Good, that's that's a good one. And it's a good approach like for when you don't know like what the heck you're talking about. You can still get points if you don't know what the specific management is. Yeah. If you throw out like a comprehensive list of stuff. Have you have you guys heard of EINPALS? Have you E I N P P A L S? So E for education, I for investigations, N for non-farm, P for farm. The other P is preventative health, so the screening that you mentioned earlier. A for allied health referrals, L for logistics, so like MedCert, RFDS, PATS. Um, and then S for safety net and follow up, and then I guess your last one is rural. Is that right? Or oh, the oh, last one was like an in in hospital setting, oh, like a reviewing a patient on the ward yeah. sort okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, but Geeky Medics had this one like she boxed. S H was like the summary of the history, so like revisiting the history. The E was the examination. B was like bedside investigations. O was for orifices, I think. Like. <laughs> Uh, like any swabs swabs or anything that you needed to do, which actually was a good reminder of like um, if there are any like if they have an IDC inserted or if they have like a cannula or something to, to check those lines. Uh, and then X for like x-rays for imaging. And then E for an escalation plan. So like if you were talking to a nurse or something like that. And then D for like documentation. And then we changed it to Shenbox. So we just added in an N for, uh, for notes. So just to take a look at like any medication ch charts they had or like fluid balance charts or anything like that. So always, there's always a point for that, right? It's so obvious, but everyone forgets. Yeah. And sometimes for like those OSCE stations where you ask to review a patient, the prompt kind of goes, 
you're going to get a handover from a nurse beforehand. Yeah. It seems super obvious to me now, but in the start, I didn't really have any approach to that, but just like purposefully using an ISO bar format and, and how you ask the questions of the nurse to get that history from them is very useful, I found. While yeah. we're talking about inpatient, does anyone have a preparation for theater checklist they want to share? The one I use is Pacific with two Fs, P-I-C-I-F-F-I-C. So P for prophylaxis, which includes VTE, antibiotics, analgesia, antiemetics. A for anesthesia review, uh, contact the DA. C for consent the patient. I for IV access, IV bloods, so the surgical bloods. F for fast the patient. F for fluids. I for imaging. And then C, call the wards, book the theater, post-op bed. Um, All right, we're doing exams now. This one is courtesy of Dev, who taught me this in one of the MD2 toots. The exam for a neurological exam is I took pills on RCS. So I for inspect, T for tone, P for power, skip the on, R for reflex, C for coordination, and S for sensation. I have a better one. That's All not right. that's not drug themed. And maybe also not like UWA themed for our yeah. for our international uh, <laughs> listeners. And also, you don't, you don't have to skip this on business. Yeah, I think Pavarotti really can sing. <laughs> that's good yeah that's good right yeah that's good I think and it's crazy how often i'm just like saying that to myself whenever i'm examining a patient just like I pavarotti can, is the best fucking singer like, who is pavarotti he's an italian opera singer like oh pavarotti yeah <laughs> come on guys Michael, do you have anything? Uh, just the uh, the SWIFT, yeah. for, which everyone uses for like lower limb or upper limb neuro exam, yeah. just when you're having a general inspection. So scars, wasting for muscle wasting, involuntary movements, fasciculations, and tremor. Yeah, nice. Oh, that's yeah, a good one. That's a common one. Yeah. This is actually, I think this one's all right. So it's not for neuro, but it's for like your joint exams, like hip and knee. For the observation, I use Dr. Mess which is um, D for deformity, R for resting position, M for muscle wastage, E for erythema, S for scars, and S for swelling. I actually like that. Yeah. So there's a GI one I use, BDSM. For <laughs> B for bruising. Why do we keep D going back to this? <laughs> D for distension, S for scars, spider nevi, whatever that crap. And M for, I guess, like abnormal movements or pulsations on the abdomen. Uh, to remember which murmurs are like accentuated with expiration or inspiration is the mnemonic RYLE. So right-sided murmurs are accentuated with inspiration, whereas left-sided murmurs are accentuated with expiration. That's pretty good. I came up with this one for MSKs. I yeah. look, feel, move. So that was a pretty good one. Really good one. <laughs> Wait, can you repeat that? <laughs> look, now can That's you... groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, and then... So look. Oh. <laughs> I, actually, I actually do have one for that. No, I can cut for, that. For look, for look yeah. feel, move. It's going to be good I as have, well. It's going to be a good one. I have... Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, it's, no, 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 no. It's, it's actually like reaffirming. It's, um, it's uh, I feel mighty special. Oh, that's cute. For inspection, feel, movements, and special tests. Yeah. Build morale. All right, sure. This one, this one's common. Danish for cerebellar signs, right? Come oh, that on. is a good one. D yeah. for so D for dystidocokinesis. A for ataxia. N for nystagmus. I for intention tremor. S for speech. Just slurred speech. Slurred yeah. speech. Yep. And H for hypotonia. Hypotonia. Yes. That's All right. Shall we move on? We finished all the clinical skills. Now let's just jump into like medicine. 
All right, let's do emergency medicine. <laughs> so for the high anion uh, gap metabolic acidosis, the causes can be remembered by left total knee replacement. L stands for lactate, T for toxins, K for ketones, and R for renal loss. Yeah. And then what's Renal failure. That's actually a good failure. one to know. Yeah. And then the other one for uh, a normal anion gap or NAGMA, uh, that's A, B, C, D. A for Addison's, B for bicarb loss, C for chloride excess, and D for drugs. Yeah, great. While we're on VBGs, um, this one's not really mnemonics, but this is just like somehow they all seem to match. So the normal range for pH and for sodium and CO2 is always 35 to 45. So if it's pH 7.35 to 7.45, sodium 135 to 145, and PCO2 is 35 to 45 millimeters of mercury. Indications for acute dialysis, AEIOU, that's a good one. I like that. Um, So the A is acidosis, E, electrolyte abnormalities, I is intoxication, O is overload, so fluid overload, and then U is uremic symptoms. Yeah, I like that one as well. Someone give me uh, myocardial infarctions. How do you manage it? Romance. Yeah, romance is good. I'm a romance guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, if you want to go... Also, people really... People downplay... Like, so the It's romance, and the first R is reassure. (laughs) And I used to downplay, like, this little counselling thing, but when you're doing an OSCE, just having, like, the... You know, that little, uh, like, gets, I know you, this gets is you hard. points. Yeah, and, like, this must be really different. Like, in a complete, mono- <laughs> com- completely Perry monotonous voice. Perry arrest. I can understand that this is really difficult for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, the, so, R, reassure. O is um, oxygen, supplementation. M is morphine. A is aspirin. N is nitrates. C is clopidogrel. But really, it's ticagrel. And then... E is an oxaparin. What's secondary prevention of MI? Yeah, so it's monobash, the conventional one is, so it's morphine, oxygen, nitrates, aspirin, and then bash is beta blockers, ACE ACE inhibitor, statin. Yeah, that's right. And heparin. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Cardiology, anything else? Uh, APO? Yeah, this is a nice one. There's two for APO at least. Let's go for, let's go in a logical order. So for chest x-ray, for APO, you have A, B, C, D, E. Um, so A is alveolar opacification. Yeah. B is curly B lines. C is for cardiomegaly. D is for dilated upper zone vessels. Divergence to upper lobes. That one. I, I think it's also diverted upper lo- I think there's a few different words yeah. that they have for each yeah. of them. And what then E is for effusion, so yes. your plural effusions. You don't really need to know what any of these words mean. You just say them. Yeah. Say them and on the X-ray. You can't smile. even see it. You just say them and then smile confidently. Yeah. yeah. No, there's no way that I'd know if there was there's been divergence. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to finish the LMNOP one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. LMNOP one was a good way to learn the management of APO. L is for L is for Lasix. M is for morphine. N is for GTN. O is for oxygen, and P is for position to sit them up at 45 degrees. Also, little little fun facts. You know why they call it um, Lasix is like the name for frizomide in America. You know why they call frizomide Lasix? Lasts for six hours. Ah, oh. it's <laughs> a fun little fact. That's not so. Fun. No fucking way. Yeah. Really? Oh, you better believe it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Do we have any other cardiology ones? Um, there's one for absolute cardiovascular risk calculation in Australia, I think. It would be gas death. So G is for gender, 
gender male, ages for 35 to 74, S for systolic blood pressure and smoking, D for diabetes, E for ECG showing left ventricular hypertrophy, T for total cholesterol, and H for high cholesterol being low. I have one more for cardiology. It's um, for symptoms of bacterial endocarditis. Oh, I like that. Yep. And it's from Jane. Yes, yes. So F for fever, R for rot spots, mm-hmm. O for Osler's nodes, M for murmur, yeah. J for Janeway lesions, A for anemia, yeah. N is for nail bed hemorrhages. That's right, splinter. And hemorrhage. E is embolism. It's not really a symptom, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are those I guess there's signs and symptoms as yeah. well. And yeah. It's still not a, really a sign, but it doesn't matter. Just I actually think they're the minor criteria as well. Yeah. Lots for cardiology now, I think about it. So for AF, if you listen to our episode, C will be cause. A for uh, anticoagulation and R for rate or rhythm control. Yeah. The, the risk stratification for stroke, if you have AF, would be the chas 2 vas score. And these are commonly used in the hospitals too, not just student-made ones. And then risk of stroke post-TIA would be ABCD2. I think my AF one is better. All right, let's hear it. So I use TRAM, T for triggers, R for rate, R for rhythm control, A for anticoagulation, and M for monitor for complications such as stroke and MI. Tram's pretty good. I reckon that's fair enough. I do like that. I do like that. Um, Rheumatic fever, I reckon. The Jones. Oh, Jones. That one's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. J for joints, so like a polymigratory arthritis. The O is like the heart symbol for the endocarditis, myocarditis, pancarditis. N for for nodules. So. Subcutaneous nodules, E for erythema marginatum, like that annular rash, and then S for Sydenham's chorea, yeah, which right. is the involuntary movements. Sweet. Centaur is what, what makes you suspect someone has a streptopyogenes cause of a sore throat. C E N T O R. Which is C for cough absent, E for exudate on the tonsils, N for uh, tender cervical lymphadenopathy. T for temperature, and then OR was age. You get a point if it's less than 14, I think, and if it's more than some other, you get minus one, actually. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to endocrine. This is a probably common one, too. Bones, stone, groans, moans, and thrones. Clinical features of what, Josh? Hypercalcemia. Hyper, yeah. So bones for bone pain, stones for commonly renal stones, but I think gallstones included, too. Groans for abdominal cramping, nausea, vomiting. Moans for like psychiatric moans, like depression, confusion, lethargy. Thrones for because you have your throne and you're having a polyuria would be. The throne is a toilet. I got a um, for the effects of cortisol. Um, I have a big fib. Cushingoid. I thought that was the mnemonic you were going to use. Oh, no. Cushingoid is better than this. Yeah. This is a bad yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just quickly do Cushingoid. <laughs> So for the side effects of corticosteroids or what you'd expect to see in someone with Cushing syndrome, you can use the mnemonic or the acronym Cushingoid, which is C for cataracts, U for ulcers, S for striae or skin thinning, H for hypertension or hertuism, I for infections or immunosuppression, N for necrosis of the femoral head, um, G for glucose elevation, so hyperglycemia, O for osteoporosis or obesity, I for insomnia, and D for depression or diabetes. I, I have one for diabetes annual cycle of care. This one's long, but mm. 
diabetes is very important. So glucose bad. (laughs) Glucose bad is the mnemonic. Why are we so simple? (laughs) G for glycemic control. So you want to check their BSL, HbA1c. L for lipid control. So bloods and statins. U for urine, ACR, and their EGFR. C for cigarettes, alcohol, and their mental health. O for optometry. X for sexual dysfunction. And because sexual is activity, I also put physical activity there. E for extremities. So you do their um, 10 gram monofilament thing. B for blood pressure. A for aspirin if their CVD risk is moderate or high. And then the last D is dietitian, diabetes educator, and dental checkup. So three Ds at the end, Josh, just for you. Anyway, two random ones I thought of, but not related to this topic, were for Kawasaki disease, crash burn. So C is crash and um, burn. Yeah, oh, crash and burn. Anyway, I can't remember exactly, but that's a useful I can, one. I can remember it. Yeah, but I don't care. You'll take 10 minutes to speak it out. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one for clinical exams is... It's, it's now you know this is without <laughs> explaining the mnemonic. We're just bragging that you know a mnemonic. Okay. <laughs> it's just, but, you just okay, <laughs> okay, fine then. For crash burn, it's... Uh, it's conjunctivitis. <laughs> oh, no, conjunctival injection, actually. Not <laughs> R, R, R for rash. A for adenopathy or limpidin, limpidin empathy. <laughs> adenopathy. Oh my god, oh my god Dude, I couldn't cut this out. Let's anyway, just... <laughs> S I is for strawberry. Strawberry tongue. Yeah. H is hands. hands edema in the hands and yeah, feet. And yeah. burn is for like fever for a few Thirty-eight days. degrees. Um, Kankazi told me one for like the coagulation cascade. Oh yes. Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah, very TV important. Yeah. <laughs> no, not TV channels. So like uh, the APTT and the the PT. Yeah. So like. The extrinsic pathway play tennis because you play tennis outside so extrinsic pathway is pt but intrinsic pathway is play table tennis because you play table tennis inside so intrinsic pathway is aptt nice so psychiatry there's a ton of mnemonics there for the dsm-5 oh, yeah. if you remember this and if you're an md2 just remember some of these mnemonics because it definitely shows up in the fucking writtens yeah i feel like the yeah. the psych ones is like if yeah everyone will have like slightly different ones and they're all you just need a mnemonic for every condition and there is one for every single one yeah and it'll be on the 1pm website should we should we talk about a few or okay let's just all go around the table saying our cycle so all right so starting with um probably the most high yield ones um we'll start with depression so i use i use siege caps so s for sleep disturbance i for loss of interest so anhedonia g for guilty thoughts e for energy changes C for concentration, difficulty, A for appetite, usually appetite loss, P for psychomotor changes, could be retarded or agitated, um, and S for self-harm and suicidality. All right, one I have for anxiety is watchers. So WA is for worry and anxiety. T for tension, muscle muscle tension. C for concentration. H for hyperarousal. E for energy. (laughs) R for restlessness and S for sleep disturbance. So that's anxiety. So for the DSM-5 criteria for mania, you can use dig fast with two A's. So D for destructibility, I for insomnia, G for grandiosity, F for flight of ideas, A for uh, activity, specifically goal-directed activity. The second A is for agitation, S for speech, and T for thoughtlessness. I have seven S's for the side yes. effects of yes. the SSRIs. Oh, yes. Fantastic. Um, oh, so wow. stomach upset, so like nausea and vomiting, sexual dysfunction, reduced libido, sleep difficulties like insomnia, suicidal thoughts, which can increase in the first two weeks when you start taking it, stress, like anxiety, size, so weight gain, and serotonin syndrome. 
See, that one, even though there's lots of S's there, Josh, that one works because... <laughs> that, that one works because... Let me, let me explain to you why it, that one works. No, no, seven no. S's for S-S-R-I. See, that's sort of, it all plays into it. Because S-S-R-I. Because I guess, yeah, there's lots of S's and S-S-R-I. I guess so. I've tried to remember that one, but it just hasn't stuck. I have one for, while we're on psych, PTSD criteria. So, dreams... Post-traumatic stress disorder. So D is disinterest in usual activities. R is for re-experiencing the event or reckless behaviour. E is for there's an event preceding the symptoms. A is avoidance of associated stimuli slash angry outbursts. M is a month or more of symptoms. And then S is sympathetic arousal, so like hypervigilance and sleep disturbance. EPD often have quite like volatile you know relationships right you know they have a lot of like battles so my my mnemonic is airfields because i'm thinking of like you know like with the wartime and like like, clear airfields for eupd diagnostic criteria a for anger issues i for impulsive impulsivity r for relationship issues f for fear of abandonment i for identity issues E for emptiness, L for labile mood, D for dissociative symptoms, and S for suicidal behaviour. Not as shit, right? Not so bad. Thank you. Five out of ten. Schizophrenia, I reckon that's a good one. For the DSM-5 diagnostic criteria of schizophrenia, you can remember delusions hold such bad news. D for delusions. H in hold for hallucinations. S in such for speech disorganisation, so they could be tangential, incoherent, circumstantial. Uh, the B in bad stands for behaviour is disorganised, erratic or catatonic. And the N in news stands for the negative symptoms, which are the five A's, asociality, anhedonia, elogia, effective blunting and abolition. Dude, I did. Like, that was that was levels. I had levels yeah. within levels. Don't that's worry. actually fucking arguably that's like a hell important one. Yeah, like, all right. Yeah, fucking schizophrenia. Fucking bite me, Adrian. Yeah. It almost parallels some, like, <laughs> actual <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I'm actually out. Does anyone have any more other categories? My my two takeaways would be, one, if you make your own mnemonics, then you're putting some contextual significance to them and you're more likely to remember them for yourself because, obviously, a lot of the ones that we've said today are complete shit. <laughs> and, and two would be, like, when using mnemonics for Oscars and that sort of thing, it's something to throw on the page to help you out, but you still have to read a task or still do what's being asked of you and then have that on your page as like a booster. Yeah. But don't just rely on mnemonics. Yeah. Clearly, right. after the Genius Brigade, I've just sat for an hour here <laughs> listing off nine P's. And, yeah. and it's good. Mad hunger. It's good. Yeah. Mad hunger was fine. Mad hunger was actually good, in fact. I remember who said it. I can't remember whose idea it was. My key takeaways are that you can, in fact, pass medical school just by remembering mnemonics yeah. and you can be as thick as bricks, as thick as shit, yeah. and you can get through it. Yeah. Hard work and mnemonics. Yeah, um, yeah I reckon c- kind of what, what Michael said. <laughs> the No, it is good to like kind of come up with your own mnemonics and also you can like reorganise the letters into something that makes more sense for you, get rid of the ones that don't and then... Or just don't ever share them. And don't don't share. If you come up with a good one, don't share because that's a strategic advantage that you'll have <laughs> over your peers and it's important to have that kind of relationship oh, yeah. if you want to get ahead. And getting ahead's all that matters. <laughs> you, you, you don't need friends at the, other day, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, you need power. 
<laughs> and mnemonic. the key to power is mnemonics. <laughs> and the being, mnemonic to that? 20 yeah. fun, 21 rules of power. Yeah, it's fake. The F stands for fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> the A stands for anhedonia. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a takeaway. Um, this is just fun time for us to share our things together. Um, keep it online. Hopefully, one of you listeners will have um, listened to these mnemonics. And I reckon the best thing they're they're probably best for is um, for the written exams, for the MEQs, because usually it's a page turner, six marks for, I don't know, six features of hepatic cirrhosis or um, six features of predictors of um, decline that you have in your fourth year exams. So just remember them for the exam and then you can move on with your life because you'll never have to touch them again because yeah, fuck these mnemonics. The, one of the things that I only really started to appreciate was just at the very end, just approaching OSCEs, how much I re- would re- end up relying on mnemonics because you just fucking cling to anything that'll help jog your memory mm-hmm. and they become a lot, even old ones that used to suck, or you end up being like, oh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, they can be good. Some, will, we'll, some will stand the test um, of time. And if you have any nice mnemonics, <laughs> yeah, make click. sure to send them through. Yeah, we're because gonna read I them. at least will use them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's an intern>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to these special episodes. Good luck for your Oscars coming soon. Um, maybe you'll see us around. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Thanks. Genius Brigade. Sat for an hour. <laughs> 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 non-pays. <laughs>